This is Plant-Based Briefing, The Humane Hoax, Factory Farming versus Alternative Farming, Part 1, by Hope Bohannock at humanehoax.org. And I'm Marian Erickson, and this is the Curated Content Plant-Based Podcast. And today's post is by Hope Bohannock at humanehoax.org. She is co-founder of the Humane Hoax Project, which is a collaborative effort of vegan activists, writers, and organizations who are working together to reveal the truth about quote-unquote humane animal agriculture. She's author of the book, The Ultimate Betrayal, Is There Happy Meat? And she's host and creator of the Hope for the Animals podcast. It's one of my favorite podcasts, and I particularly recommend the Reason for Vegan series for anyone looking for a comprehensive summary of all the reasons to be vegan. Hope has been involved in animal protection and environmental activism for over 30 years. And she is also executive director of Compassionate Living, which is a nonprofit working to end farmed animal suffering and to encourage a vegan lifestyle to help our communities thrive. So now let's get to today's plant-based briefing. The Humane Hoax, Factory Farming versus Alternative Farming, Part 1, by Hope Bohannock at humanehoax.org. Quote, Animal agriculture is a business making money on the bodies of other sentient beings. This can never be free of a fundamental insensitivity towards the victims of the industry's profits and a deep betrayal to the animals who depend on humans for care. In the same way that one cannot own humans and traffic their bodies for profit in a humane way, it is impossible to humanely profit from the lives and bodies of animals. Unquote. Hope Bohannock, author of The Ultimate Betrayal, Is Their Happy Meat. The Emergence of the Factory Farming Quote-Unquote Alternative For most of my adult life, I have been engaging in conversations about animals raised and killed for their meat, milk, and eggs. These conversations haven't changed much over the last 30 years. I get the same tired questions about protein and desert islands and plants feeling pain. But recently, something has shifted— In the last few years, people have started to say things like, Oh, but I buy free-range eggs, or My meat isn't from a factory farm, my meat is local. It's almost as if all concern about the treatment of animals has been pacified by these new and improved alternative animal products. By purchasing these humane products, people feel absolved from the cruelty inherent in the animal agriculture industry. They feel that there is an alternative now at the farmer's markets and in the slow food movement, and if they just pay a little extra money, they can have their meat and eat it too. Consumers are being lulled into complacency, where they think the animals are now happy and this new way of farming is actually beneficial to the environment. They have been led to believe that all is well in the mythical world of humane animal agriculture, and that is exactly what the producers of these products want them to believe. The fact that people are becoming aware of the misery that farmed animals endure and the devastating impact of animal agriculture on the planet is a good thing. A growing number of consumers want to know where their food comes from and are willing to pay more money for alternatives to conventional animal products. This is a positive progression away from industrialized food production, so there is a hopeful side to this new industry reaction. However, there is a dark side as well. Is the alternative encouraging a return to meat-eating? The trend is quite popular in my little liberal community of beautiful Sonoma County, California, just north of the Golden Gate Bridge. We were lucky enough to have a good-size, all-vegetarian natural food store that has been a haven for vegetarians and vegans since the 70s. It was a joy to shop there and not have to avert your eyes from bloody muscles on display, 
or wince at the pungent odor of dead marine life. Many of us went out of our way and would pass up one or two whole foods just to shop there. While humming around the store for my organic veggies and vegan ice cream, an enthusiastic employee told me that they were opening a second store. I was thrilled at first, but the excitement soon took an unexpected turn when I learned that there would be a meat counter. How could this be? The fourth word of the market's mission statement was vegetarian. I learned that because they were able to source local, humane meats, and there was such a high demand for these products, they had changed their mission statement, and after almost four decades of vegetarianism, had decided to sell meat. The vegetarian community felt completely betrayed. But we are not the only ones being betrayed. The farmed animals caught in this changing industry are the true victims. It is not the few differences between alternative production and conventional farming that matter, but the startling similarities. What exactly is the alternative to factory farming? When we see a product with one of these new labels, humane, free-range, grass-fed, sustainable, etc., there is probably little difference between this operation and a conventional producer. Here's what may be different. The scale of the operation may be smaller and the animals are possibly not in intensive confinement, for example cages, and may have access to the outdoors, but all this is certainly not guaranteed. For a more detailed examination and definition of each label and what they mean for the animals, please read The Ultimate Betrayal is Their Happy Meat. Some people think that the companies producing products with alternative labels are heroically defying factory farming norms and are the saviors of our food supply. The disheartening truth is that there is little distinction, and the similarities far outweigh the differences. Most of the horrors farmed animals endure in conventional animal agriculture still apply to these alternative labels, separation of families, painful procedures, and a brutal death at a very young age. For example, when someone buys eggs labeled cage-free or free-range, they likely came from hens who aren't in battery cages, but nevertheless, the birds are still overcrowded in miserable, windowless warehouses where the stench of ammonia is overwhelming. They are still painfully debeaked, brutally handled, and they still go to a terrifying slaughter at a young age. It is not cost-effective for any egg operation to hatch their own chicks, so the babies still come from the harsh and heartless hatcheries where the male chicks are cruelly killed by the millions soon after hatching as they're considered a waste product of the egg industry. You just listened to The Humane Hoax, Factory Farming versus Alternative Farming, Part 1, by Hope Bohannock at humanehoax.org. And I'm your host, Marian Erickson, and this is Plant-Based Briefing. Tune in tomorrow for the second half of this post, talking about humane and organic dairy and animals raised for flesh, as well as the environmental implications of alternative farming. And if you're interested in this topic, there's a free online conference on Saturday, February 26th, run by the Humane Hoax Project. There are some great presenters, including a former pig farmer who raised his pigs in a beautiful, free-range, organic-type environment, but couldn't do it anymore and got out of it. He is featured in the documentary, The Last Pig. Registration is free, and you can find it at humanehoax.org, and I'll put a link to that conference in the show notes as well. So thanks for listening.